This episode is brought to you by Communications Training for Coffee Teams, a new Mapper Forward workshop tailored to get your team communicating more confidently to improve general mental health as well as business profitability. Click the link in the show notes for further details. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode two of a of a five-part series with Melissa Urtuswastigi. Did I get it right? Excellent. Excellent. Um, I probably asked that another three times after this episode. I'm sorry, Melissa. But um, we are talking about branding and consumer behavior in this series. And in the last episode, we spoke about brand values. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about brand identity. So, Melissa, what is a brand identity? I love it. Many people will think it's the logo, right? Yeah, right. Or the colors. (laughs) The colors, the colors. It's a part of the brand identity, the colors and application. It's a part of the brand book. But for me, this is the last, you know, the last uh, part of the the brand identity. Exactly. Of the brand identity. Brand identity is the tone of voice, the perception that that people will have about your brand Mm. in the, with it, when they interact with it. Overall, not just the colors, not just the logo, the web page, the social media, the tone of voice that you use to communicate, the mm. messages that you launch. How do you speak to people? Do you have a more respectful tone? Do you sound casual? All of this together is the brand identity. And why is it important to define a brand identity? To connect with the right audience engage and then have them yeah and 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 keep them retain them as a customers right now people have so many options of the same thing that they need to relate to you with things that are not uh, conscious they're unconscious what do i like this brand because it talks in the same way that i talk it's familiar to me i feel comfortable the the important part about this as we move through like yeah, the last episode and what we're talking about now is I hope that people out there can understand that if you're struggling to get consume customers, the whole point of, of this is what do I do to make the distance between my product and the consumer shorter, right? Like what everything that you're talking about says, creating a brand identity, figure out what my brand values are, helps me tell the consumer the right consumer i'm your mm-hmm. i'm your the, i'm your product this is and mm-hmm. it helps me figure out as a business owner this person is my consumer that person not so much so i'm not going to waste my exactly. efforts marketing to somebody when i know i'm not going to turn that into a lead and i'm not going to turn that convert that lead into a sale right if you know i'm going to simplify it with a stupid example right but there are no stupid examples love go for it if that person hates yellow right the color yellow okay and you're all yellowish he won't be he won't be your customer forget about it there's seven how many people were in the planet seven billion (laughs) billion people right you know there's a lot of of, eight uh there's a lot of potential uh customers for you out there focus on the one that love yellow that's it so it's very simple right but it's it's the essence of this mm. you can't please you can't please everybody no. but you the ones that align with you mm-hmm. 
So let's bring this back to specialty coffee, right? Because what we have is coffee so ubiquitous. Like everyone thinks when, when you open a business, you're like, well, I sell specialty coffee and people go one of two ways. They're like, I'm opening a coffee shop. I'm in a neighborhood. Everybody li- loves coffee. So everyone's going to come to my cafe. Except now when you add specialty coffee into the mix, you get people who want to put themselves above everybody else. And they want to say, mm-hmm. actually, we'll use this example. You and I went to a cafe with Noah in Dubai Mm -hmm. And they were very clear on who their customer was not. Their customer was not me and their customer was not people who like sugar in their coffee. They were very, very clear that we don't want anyone who's vegan and we don't want anyone who wants sugar because they put it out there. It was on a sign and they said, um, and it's a very popular brand in or a well-known brand in Dubai. This is them communicating a kind of brand identity, right? This is them telling the consumer, this is who we want and who we don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's okay. I mean, it's a strategy. I I will just question their strategy by saying, how big is that that, uh, audience? You're, 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 You're talking to connoisseurs or more sophisticated palaters, right? People that don't eat sugar, don't eat milk. And it's okay. But how big is that market? Is that market is? So here's what I want to. And if you are okay, go on. If you're okay, no, no. And if you are okay with this, the size of that silo, is that enough to run your business? There, go, help, go for them. It's not a a wrong and right strategy. You just need to make sure that's enough, right? Well, in specialty coffee, there was this era, probably ten years ago, where people decided that they were going to tell consumers how they should like this exclusionary kind of approach. You, we're not going to give you sugar. We're not going to give you large cups. Uh, we're not going to have 15 different kinds of milks, etc., etc. You will come in, we will serve you these kinds of coffees, this size, etc., etc. It was very exclusionary. People thought it was very cool and very hip. You know what it did? It isolated the consumer. Mm-hmm. The consumer, this was the point when, what we were trying to do in specialty coffee was to bring in the consumer so that they were comfortable with specialty coffee and then this kind of elitist kind of way of approaching things and the consumer started pulling back and saying, you know what, this specialty coffee thing, uh, it makes me feel stupid. And I, it That's makes why it's me only 5%. F- right, right, right. And, and I feel like the long-term damage of that still hasn't resolved. We had a, a, a consumer on the podcast last year. His name's Brian Gaffney. It was a really, really well-received series because this guy is such a coffee connoisseur and such a massively pas- passionate fan of specialty coffee. He carries a bag with him around with very special coffees in it and brewing equipment when he goes to dinner parties. He told us a story on the podcast where he was in Brooklyn. I, I may get some of the details wrong, but this is the general gist of it. He, was, he admits he's a wealthy man and he was going out to coffee with another wealthy friend of his. And he said to his friend, hey, I want to take you to this specialty coffee shop. They have amazing coffee. And his friend said, no, thanks. And he said, but it's a really great coffee. He says, I know what you're talking about. No, thank you. 
He said, why? He said, because you know what, Brian, when I go in there, they make me feel dumb. And all of this is right. Well, not about that. I don't want to feel stupid when I walk into a cafe. Mm -hmm. And, but all of this, the reason I bring all of this up is this is like intrinsically linked with brand identity, right? The way you're making the Mm -hmm. consumer feel is all about brand identity. Of course, there's a quote, I love it, by yeah. Maya Angelou yeah. that says, I, I don't know if I'm going to quote word by word exactly, but the sentiment is like, people will forget what you say, but people will never forget how you made them feel. It's exactly so it's how she said it. The, the emotions, the yeah. emotions that that consumer, customer had while he was there. He will remember this. And that's going to be the, the decision making and you made the best example. I don't want to go back there. I'll try it. I didn't like it. It's, I'm done. And even worse is it's not that it's just that store, right? He didn't just mention that he's never going in there again. It's like, I don't go to specialty coffee shops. So it then the whole brand of specialty coffee gets tarnished because of this experience, which I think um, is why we have this, like you were saying, it's why it's only 5%. I mean, who can know how small it is, but people don't want to feel dumb. People don't want to feel talked down to. So having said that, if people want to position their brand, right, to be more, I hesitate to use the word inclusive. I'll use the word instead inviting, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, I like it. How do we help small business owners understand that if they want to be more inviting to the consumer that does identify with their brand, how do they approach that? It, it, you have to align everything from the product offering, the life yeah. cycle. I talk about the life cycle. So you need to align your product, your price, and the communication. And the values. And the values. But but I'm taking I, I'm taking that we already done that okay. first part, right? Okay. <laughs> we know our yeah. values. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know our values. We, we wrote it down. We uh, trained yeah. the team. And now we are implementing the next step, which is the brand identity. Mm-hmm. And even the way you present your products, the price that you assign to your products, it's telling a message. Yeah. It's delivering a message. And that's the way you start the communication. As I say, if you want to be a fancy place, then you don't do discounts. I, I want to I wanna talk about a specific example here that will help demonstrate this. So I had a client who opened a beautiful cafe and we sp- spoke about the kind of consumer they wanted to attract. We went through this whole process and uh, they were very clear, the consumer that they were going for. They were going for rich elite. Mm-hmm. And so we set the pricing, which was a, a signal to the mm-hmm. whole market. This is the consumer that we're looking to attract. Mm-hmm. Everything is expensive in this place. And so that's who we're attracting here. Mm-hmm. The cafe opens and a huge influx of people come into this very beautiful cafe And then the complaints started. And what we found was that, yes, the rich elite were coming, but then the rest of 
the consumers that wanted to drink here were getting really angry that the prices were so expensive. And so we ended up with this really strange kind of situation. And and my client was saying to me at the time, so many people are complaining about the prices. And I said, but that's, that's okay. Because it's like having the money to afford a Toyota, but getting angry that you can't afford a Maybach. Like at the end of the day, you can't afford the Maybach. I know you really want it, but all you can afford is a Toyota. And this is, again, about brand identity, right? Even though the signal that you're sending out is targeted at one group, it may land with another group. It doesn't mean that you have to change your brand identity just because people are complaining. And and steady hands, steady hand, understand your values. This is what I'm aiming for. But you need to make sure that you have a, a the the right and a good sizable market to sustain your business. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to for the elite, you need to make sure that there's enough people there. They they will go. They they are around. That they know you. That you know that you're gonna be able to reach to them, and and have a steady hand. You we can't please everybody. And and these these kind of uh, businesses or products become aspirational. Mm. So the, the the Toyotas will always want to buy one uh, Maybach. the Maybach, yeah. And they will have a Toyota. The next car is gonna be a, a better car, and the next one they want until fine one day they will drink a specialty coffee cup. Well, <laughs> and that's why you've got brands like Ferrari that are selling so many umbrellas and so much merch to people who will never, ever be able to afford a Ferrari. They'll be able to afford the Toyota, but they will walk around in a Ferrari jacket. Exactly. And they will rent a Ferrari and drive it for an hour. And that's okay. They will have the experience one time in their life. They're not coming back. That's okay. We can live with that. You know, but you need to, to help. Steady hand. And that's the hardest part, right? Like making the decision of who your consumer is and then figuring out the journey that's going to get you there so that you, I mean, because a lot of the time the market's going to tell you, no, but I want what you've got. I want what you've got. Please make it available to me. Well, like you were saying about the pastries, you can't have the best quality pastries at discount prices, it just at discount price. the two things are not synonymous. Yeah, beautiful. And and yeah, and the and the and the rich don't want to buy discount. They don't no. want to. No, no. So you need you need to be truthful to your offering, to your values, to your identity. So even price, it's a statement of your brand identity. And then we can go to colors, music, the music that you play in your cafe, sends a message, yep. tell a story. Sensory you know. science. Yep. Exactly. There are more aesthetical and sensor- sensory. So everything yeah, plays a role on it. Amazing. You know, I wish, I wish this shit was available to me when I was becoming an entrepreneur, like this kind of conversation. So thank you uh, for helping everyone understand brand identity. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about funnel marketing, which is one of those subjects that really, really confuses a lot of people in specialty coffee because it's a marketing term that sounds super technical. But folks, when you understand what marketing and sales funnels are and 
you can understand just the bare bones of how it works, then your brain starts to get really excited about, oh my God, there's so many ways I could play with this. And Melissa's going to help us understand that in the next episode. Thank you, Melissa. Peace, love and peanut butter, folks. Have an amazing rest of your day. See you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.